now live stream offline. No, I know. Dude. Are we live, Travis? You are there live. There we are, dude. Dude. We are live. Wait, wait no, It already not. says, dude, starting, yeah, man. Live stream Yeah, because there's a delay, bro, but it's good. Not a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother would be upset. Now yeah, we're live. I know he would. Okay. Okay. Episode 28, Life As We Know It podcast with our great guest, Chris. <laughs> What's up, man? Thanks Woo! for coming on the show. Dude, thanks for having me. All right, dude, I'm pretty excited to go into this. I know you got a lot of big things going on in your life, so it would be interesting to see what's been going on and what kind of knowledge you can bring to us. Absolutely. I think it's subjective, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so I guess like the first thing I kind of want to jump into, um, because when I first met you, you were, you were a lot bigger. Damn. Yeah, Wait, you how'd you guys meet? Damn, dude. Well, we went to the same gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. We but did? Then, Damn, you yeah, just did you out yeah, like that? You bring him oh, yeah, on the podcast. No, like not like not like, like you got that. small, <laughs> but like I you've did. like you've lost weight. You know, you you know you lost weight. But uh, okay, uh, you said you were switch vegetarian. I, that's definitely a lifestyle that for me. I oh yeah, you did would, say that. I would have a hard time. What made you? What's the switch, man? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of people are. Damn, this is weird. A little strange. Give me a second. You can take off that like one. Yeah, yeah if you want yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that helps a little bit. So no, it doesn't. So a lot of people, uh, they probably saw a documentary. It's called What's the Health? And, yeah, my uh, mom was talking about that. Yeah, he goes into it. There's, um, there's a lot of people that are transitioning now because of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, there's a stigma around being vegan or a vegetarian. And I'm not one of those people who would like... Like a cult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, they have to, like, project it on everybody else. And I really don't feel that way. I just feel that... After watching it, it kind of opened my eyes to you know what the meat industry does, yeah. and you know it's um, it's th there's a lot of negativity behind it. And for my own health reasons, I had to transition to a different type of lifestyle, and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Uh, after about a couple of weeks, though, you feel significantly better in a way that mm -hmm. I can't even explain. I mm -hmm. mean, energy level. It is insane. When I eat, I don't feel lethargic or tired in any way. Yeah. Um, size wise, yeah. It's, it's yeah, because I imagine trying to get like all the calories you need it's to get big is, yeah, it's, how do you do it? You just have to eat constantly, all day, every day. And even doing that, I don't get enough calories. Yeah, so, to so, be so your main was. reason to switch was um, I know we talked about it a little bit before you we went live, but so sure. it's pretty much. It's not because of animals or anything. It's pretty much just the health of the actual kind of meat we get these days. Yeah. I mean, even from a hunter-gatherer state, like, yeah. you know, like caveman theory, if you will, mm -hmm. we were always hunting, you know, that like that's what yeah. we lived off of right. primarily along with vegetables and fruits and, you know, grains, mm -hmm. whatever it was. You want to – sorry. Like, yeah, sorry. A little bit closer? Yeah. Better. I can so, turn the fucking yeah, headphone down a little bit. And then you won't be as so loud in your own. Yeah, mind. that helps a little bit. So um, the idea is that, uh, of course, we always did that. But now meat is a it's it's a primary yeah. as opposed to a secondary. You know, we have a huge helping of meat. And then we have a side of vegetables or a side of fruit yeah. or whatever it is. And uh, what was the original question? Where we go? Um, like switching for the health benefits instead of just so like yeah it's it's more about the health benefits and it's more the um the effect that it has on the environment in general i mean mm -hmm. like this mass production of me is actually destroying um different cultures in different towns i mean they yeah. did a uh they did an interview with a town in north carolina which is the like home spot if you will for where they're producing uh mass meats um pigs mm -hmm. bacon all that kind of stuff and the within the radius of these farms that they're producing these animals mm -hmm. um everybody has cancer oh, uh, diabetes and um asthma because of the chemicals that are being spewed out and when i say everyone i mean everyone and the culture is predominantly african-american mm -hmm. on top of that because you know they can't afford to move or dude, you're they, fucking scaring me right now because i eat so much fucking dude meat. it's it's like horrific yeah. and if you watch it you know, for me, it wasn't going, oh, I can't like kill pigs or something like yeah. that. I've never been like that. I grew up right. hunting, whatever. But uh, when you see these people dying mm -hmm. and their kids suffering and they don't, they just know a life where they're going to live to 20 or 30 years old and get diagnosed with cancer and it's indefinite. Yeah. It, like, how can you be a part of that? Yeah. How can you continue to eat these things? And I mean, do I really feel like I'm making a difference? No, I really don't. Yeah. And that's the sad truth. Yeah. But uh, I do know that I can't keep doing it the same way I did yeah. before. Right. Well, so, and right. They, they, you say something. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like, 
it's unfortunate because it is. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I eat meat. I love eating meat, um, but that in order to eat meat and to feed the population the way that we have now, yeah, it's like they almost have to use the chemicals in order to supply enough. Sure. I mean, chemi- I mean, chemically sure. wise, we're talking about things to mass produce. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, to make. M- more out of less. Well, you got to think like like you yeah. take L.A., dude. You got 20 million people in right. a sure. small fucking zone, and you got to feed those people somehow. Obviously, a factory farm is fucking terrible for you. Sure. And what's even the? I don't really care much about the animals too. So Peter probably get after me, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like they do treat them like shit. But at the same time, when you got 20 million people and you want to live in the luxury where you can just go to a fucking window and be like, burger, please, and 30 seconds later, you got a fucking burger in your hand. But I mean, it's, you know? so, so that's what it is, right? It's a generation, it's man. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's luxury. Yeah. So, I mean, like, adapt or die. So, if we were forced to not have to eat anymore, let's say tomorrow we found out that it was killing us all yeah. and everybody quit on a dime, what mm-hmm. would happen? You'd probably have, like, some sort of mass starvation for a period of time, right? Yeah. And it'd be screwed up, whatever. But you adapt and mm. we'd figure out how to grow mass crops to support the population mm. on greens. I mean, a lot of people com- think that protein sources come primarily from meat, yeah. but they don't. Like animals that feed off of vegetables, mm-hmm. that's how they actually produce protein in general. And then when you eat that source yeah. of protein from an animal, it's coming from a grass source. That's mm. why grass-fed beef is the best thing you can get. True. So I mean, for me like when somebody, when we're out or we're doing something and, you know, my buddy's like, hey, you got to try this burger. I'm not like, oh, my God, no, I can't yeah. have that. I'm like, yeah, why not? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not destroying thousands of lives by having a bite of a burger. It's when you have three steaks a day. Yeah. It's when you have six burgers well, no doubt. at a barbecue. And go ahead. There's no doubt, like, our, our proportion sizes are fucked. Like, Ridiculous. we went to fucking yeah. um, Filiberto's today. And, oh, yeah. you know, they're like... Uh, just for my drink, you know, we got got some soda pop, and uh, they're like uh, medium, large, or extra large. I'm like medium, and dude, this fucking glass was like ginormous. It's fucking huge. That like, yeah. so, and I remember growing up as a kid, I feel like a medium was a hell of a lot smaller, yeah. you yeah. know, and like, which comes into the, you know, when you're looking at meat and our proportions on how we even eat meat or things that are factory like produced, that we do eat like stupid abundance amount of fucking food. Yeah, four by fours and all that kind of shit. Like yeah. that's definitely not necessary for like our survival. Do you know anything about the whey industry? I mean, because I imagine it probably has a lot to do with it as well. Because my buddy's he just transitioned over from drinking whey protein shakes into all um, vegetable source protein shakes. Amen, dude. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, so I mean, the whey industry in general. Like you look at. Wow, I wish I prepared for this a little bit more, but. <laughs> If you look We're at all about op- science, Optimum Nutrition was bought out by Glambia, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Glambia is the largest manufacturer of milk and cheese products. I can't remember it, don't quote me, but I think they're based out of Ireland. Yeah. Um, so now, Glambia brought out, bought out Optimum Nutrition, um, I want to say in the 70s or the 80s. Optimum Nutrition was the first, uh, it was two brothers who started it, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, we can't get consistent sources of protein as a whey form. And whey is mostly dairy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a derivative from a milk or cheese product, right? Okay. So like you... I don't know the total process, but like you cook it and then essentially, you know, the things rise up and you scoop everything off the top yeah. and that's whey. Yeah. So, and then an isolate is when you would heat up that whey, you know, compound and you would actually filter it to a like higher grade protein, less carbohydrates, mm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So again, back to it. Sorry. So Glambia buys these guys out and they continue to produce some of the finest, you know, whey products like in the world right now. And uh, as far as milk and cheese go, I mean... We're not supposed to be consuming um, whey products. We're not supposed yeah. to be consuming lactose. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just not. There's no need for it. Um, and, uh, I mean, a lot of people have some form of or are some form of lactose intolerant, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, as far as whey goes, I don't really have a problem with it, but I know a lot of people do. My dad's mm-hmm. one of those people who he can't drink it. I put him on carnivore, which is a meat protein or mm-hmm. uh, a meat um, substitute and I mean he loves it he feels great yeah. um, even the vegan source protein that I had to switch to uh, my body doesn't handle it well oh, okay. it really doesn't yeah. I mean it's uh, it's been a tough transition but 
I have to do it. I mean, as far as the way goes, if I go back to ice cream or anything that has some sort of milk product in it, it it upsets my stomach. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a well, pretty I've definitely noticed position. it. And like, I try to stay away from dairy more nowadays because I keep hearing more and more things. And since I started reading the, like a ketogenic diet, yeah. Now every time I just see dairy, I just I don't think of it like carbs. I just think of it as just sugar. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So if I just keep flooding my body with more and more and more sugar, and like this also goes back to you know caveman like the whole paleo kind of diet. It's like sure. obviously we weren't just fucking like milk or any dairy product would be a fucking luxury back, you know, when we were hunter gatherer. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So. Probably, probably because I don't know, but I'm guessing the human design is like we're not really made to be digesting that much milk or dairy product. At least not from another animal, right? Yeah. I mean, from our you know our primary caregivers, like our our, our mother at yeah. birth. Absolutely, Maybe we should make some fucking whey protein out of fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah like breast milk. <laughs> yeah, great industry. Yeah, you know what's been coming up a lot more though. I've been seeing and especially at a uh, sprouts fucking cricket protein. Yeah, you really? Like grasshopper yeah, and it. shit. They, they make it like grasshopper, like protein bars and stuff. Yeah. Apparently, it's just tasty as fuck. I haven't had it yet, but. Yeah, no, they're probably great, you man. You put chocolate on anything, it tastes good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That no, is true. Um, okay. All right, so if we're going to talk. No, because I, I actually hinted at it before. The um, obvious. <laughs> talking about. Um, well, because we're kind of based on, like, obviously what the world's doing and, and the generations changing and stuff, but you had brought up. Uh, you mentioned social media earlier and the addiction of social media and you, you, you have an idea you, you know where it stems from or you know you have some depth in that uh that category because we've we've brought it up before but if you have some knowledge um about what's happening because obviously i feel like you do and the food side of things like you have an understanding of what's fucked up and what's you know and why it's fucked up so sure. can you you know kind of give it to the fans of what your, your take is on, on, on social media and what it's doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, technology is incredible. I mean, let's yeah. be honest, we live in a phenomenal time to be alive. Like I love it. we, yeah, this time is incredible. It mm -hmm. really is. Um, under certain circumstances, we take advantage of that, right? Mm -hmm. And then under others, we um, abuse it. And the abuse comes from the addictive personality traits that we have and why social media, why our cell phones, why these things are so addicting, right? Yeah. And uh, really, it stems from actually back to the hunter-gatherer caveman theory. Now, the caveman theory is that um, if, if we had no type of chemical release to keep us... Um, actively looking for food, we would die, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, why are we hungry? Why do we get hungry? Well, we need food to survive. But mm -hmm. why do you feel that you have to eat before you even feel that type of hunger yeah. lead on? And uh, it's really simple. When you think about something that you want to eat or that you want to drink, your body will actually release a hit of dopamine. Yeah. And dopamine is that feel-good feeling. Like uh, you get it from drinking. You get it from cocaine. You get it. There, there's a ton of drugs that will release the right. same principle. Okay, yeah. so. That's what keeps us eating, right? Now, when you go into the caveman theory, the idea was that we were hunter-gatherers and as we would track something or as we would try to provide food or water sources mm -hmm. or whatever it was, it would get us high. And by getting mm -hmm. high, we would continue to do it. It was a very primitive state. We've yeah. evolved now where we harvest and do all those things, but you know, we'll get into it. So. Um, as far as social media goes, it's the same exact principle, right? Mm -hmm. You're scrolling through Facebook and, you know, your buddy posts a message or whatever the hell it is and you're reading it and you're going, wow, that's really interesting, but it's not, it's crap. Yeah. It's nothing. It's a joke. But some reason your brain actually releases, releases. a hit of dopamine because it says that it's retrieving new information mm -hmm. and that's that hunter gather aspect, but really it's bullshit. You're just filling huh. your head with crap and nothing. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I mean, um, I'm going to kind of quote somebody that I've been following here but simon sinek if you guys have which mm. we had talked about it um i mean he's brilliant absolutely incredible and some of the things he talks about are um you know your t like your phone text mm -hmm. message you know if you have a bad day you wake up in the morning right you feel like shit or somebody dumps you or whatever it is you text like 10 of your friends right because mm -hmm. you want to you like you like text 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 text, text. you want to get that text right, back right avoid. and then it's yeah. the second somebody texts you back it feels good mm -hmm. and you're like wow this is great like i love this and your phone will sit right here right mm -hmm. right in front of you no matter what you do and it's always there constantly and you're always thinking about what it's doing it's because that's that constant addiction yeah. to that piece of um device and which is pretty crazy because like yeah. once you now that i'm thinking about it and like once you actually acknowledge the fact that what's going on in your own brain that especially like for hunger if someone's trying to go on a diet and they're like oh i'm hungry i'm hungry my body needs this food it's like 
when you can realize that it's actually just a chemical release right. saying what this craving is for this fucking candy bar, you can actually be like, oh, nah, it's not that my body actually needs this. It's just that my brain's releasing chemicals for right. me to bring this on. So exactly. with acknowledging what you're saying, I feel like, you know, you could have more control over, you know, your own thoughts if you just look at it from, you know, a chemical. If you're aware. Yeah, right? awareness, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a really good point. And, I, I, again, I don't want to quote, but it's uh, it was either a Harvard or a Princeton study where um, it's the first time they've ever done this. The idea comes from, uh, like, a bear in hibernation, right? Uh-huh. A bear's, you know, they, they sit there and they eat mass amounts of food so they can store for, you know, proper nutrients through hibernation. Mm-hmm. We've never done this with a human. So one of these universities, they, you know, basically hooked a guy up to an IV. He's like five, 600 pounds, mm-hmm. and they let him live off his own fat for the next two Jesus. years or whatever it was and his body ate himself oh, right shit. it ate all the fat that he had produced and mm. the only thing they continued to put back into his system was proper nutrients for him to stay alive because he probably wasn't eating the right things yeah. through that period of time yeah. so he would eventually die out but uh, it's the first time we've ever done it and it was successful <laughs> so oh, how was he able to do that well um they had to get rid of the feeling of needing that release, that dopamine yeah. feeling, so he would continue to eat, and he was able to sustain himself yeah. just through sitting so, in a bed. So, what do you think? Um, Damn, that's fucking wild. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. What do you think? Come to like, sleep, you'll wake up skinny. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hundred pounds later, yeah, my yeah. guy's like, dude, this this is a really awesome diet. I love this. So, imagine <laughs> that became a big fucking trend. Was fat people were just going under. You know, and just, look, I mean, look at plastic surgery and look at you I know mean, like liposuction. I mean, this yeah. that's the next best thing, right? Yeah, you put no, somebody 100%. in a bed for six months and say, "Hey, yeah. we're gonna well, you yeah, know, you make wake up and be fucking you, beautiful." You take the yeah. chemical and the urge away. Yeah. that somebody's contributing to. Yeah. And you just let fucking science do its thing. Absolutely. But I mean, there's got to be some type of repercussion behind that, right? I mean, I would yeah. think so. <laughs> For your body to be <laughs> shut down like yeah. that long. I mean, and mus- not muscle fatigue. I mean, you're not moving. Your brain, your brain, your, your, like, the activity, your yeah, brain absolutely. activity, you know? Absolutely. So what do you, what do you think though, like, um, long-term outcome or, or is going to happen then with you know the upcoming generations and ourselves, obviously, since we're all pretty, I mean, I use my phone all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, what do you think? The repercussions are they are you know if there is going to be repercussions um guy for me i always looked at social media well now i do i try to use it as just a tool sure you know because i think 2017 you got a free fucking you know you were talking about facebook marketing like it's Amen. a free advertisement where you can post whatever the fuck you want and there's no there's no filter to an extent you can pretty much post whatever the hell you want but um like you said with this maybe you know this false addiction i guess to social media and that where you're getting like these little dopamine fucking spouts like you know what's the repercussions of that with you know our day-to-day i mean we we already know what the repercussions are right and mm-hmm. it's um what it comes from is that we have no patience anymore uh-huh. and when you want to work for something that's worth working for you know you take 10 15 20 years to build your career you yeah. know develop a relationship have a family whatever it is yeah. you know this generation is high in divorce all of these things because of one reason and that's patience yeah. we have none anymore and that's because everything is instant gratification right. um you know you want to watch netflix like Boom. binge watch done like Boom. how many episodes do you want to right. see there's no video store anymore more. Yeah. You want to, you know, talk to your friend in Alaska. Sure. Make a call on your phone. It's two seconds away. Yeah. I mean, internet service, cellular service, it's phenomenal. So what we've gotten to again is this, uh, because there's no patience, we don't know how to, um, how to work for anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to put in the time and, you know, really develop a good work ethic yeah. and Since you know, like, yeah. progress okay. forward. And that's why people don't stay at their jobs for 30 or 40 years anymore. That's right. why people, people jump bounce. from job to job. Yeah, every I think I've read a crazy stat where it was like, that's interesting. Like the that's average, true. like pe- people bounce between jobs way more. Incredibly now. Yeah. And the job market is, I mean, there, there's more than just, you know, patients and this kind well, of Well, think about how easy that, it is to apply for jobs now. Sure. You know? Yeah. Sure. And, and it's the same thing with, you know, being in a relationship, whatever it is, you're married and then you're on Facebook and you're like, oh my God, my high school sweetheart. And then before you know it, you guys are fucking and your marriage is over. I might be wrong. I might just be pulling this out my ass, but it's like, I do feel like uppers too are more, way more prevalent for, so like not, now you got like people going boom, 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 with social media, always needing new information and always needing something to like stimulate sure. them. But now we're taking... Like stimulants are even more like I know all my fucking friends take stimulants. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean. Yep. So now that you got your phone fucking always stimulating you, now we take drugs that fucking stimulate us nonstop, and yeah. like it can't be good for the fucking brain. 
you know? So here's the thing. It's, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue. What's happening? Absolutely. What's 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 happening in the patients and the instant gratification is going to sure. grow. So the art of conversation and relationship building is actually looking really negative going towards the future. But like you guys mentioned also, these tools, especially like social media, are or can be tools. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And retrospect. So I feel like it's almost going to come down to the people that learn to use this stuff to their advantage. Yeah, and there's going to be the people that are just going to prey on those people that yeah. use it for the negative, uh, you know, it's the, it's the awareness right you now that you're talking about. You so let's, yeah, let's jump into that real quick and then we'll, you know, we can move on. Full but, circle. um, yeah, so you're saying, I mean, look at, I look at my little brother's generation, right? And yeah. I mean, he grew up on Xbox Live and all that stuff. I mean, so did we. We had a blast yeah. with it. But there was like that transition period where we were still outside, like playing sports, doing our thing. Yeah. And we also had that, right? Yeah, we so, came at the right time. Exactly. Yeah. So I go talk to him and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, hey. I'm like, dude, come yeah. on, like talk, you know? But then he gets on the headphones and he's like nonstop. Spewing. So, I mean, he does get some type of interaction. We need to learn how to just kind of transpire that into, mm. you know, like real world setting. But, uh, what was I gonna say? Mm, I don't want to lose it. Okay, so the people who are going to thrive are the ones who learn how to use this technology as a tool, yeah. right? So we go back to Facebook, for example. You have a market of, let's say, 4 billion people on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just, you know, presumably say that mo like 90% mm -hmm. of the people use this. Yeah. So, um, the which, which would be, yeah. yeah, exactly, which would be high. So, for, uh, whatever. So, that was a little over exaggerated. Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, the people who learn to use it properly, mm -hmm. Facebook ads, I mean, are brilliant. Like, you guys mm. have seen them all over. If you're scrolling through Facebook, you see, uh, I got ripped in six months. I'm going to give yeah. you all my secrets for free. All you got to do is sign up for my webinar. Yeah. That's a Facebook ad, okay? Now, those people who effectively use those ads, they thrive. Yeah. They're killing it. I mean, one month, look them up, and six months later, see how many followers they have. I guarantee they have ten to 50,000 more people, and their webinar has mm. sold out 100 times. And, like, it's That's incredible. Crazy. So, I mean, these people are going, yeah, Facebook is crap it's what you know whatever it's social mm. media if you're using it incorrectly but the people who do have a addicted fan base that mm. they can reach out to and if they develop a niche market that's the key right not being like well i do a thousand things be like i take this and i do this mm -hmm. done that's it's very game interesting because you think about it, you're like mm. what you said an addicted um audience or a population that that's that's what you're preying on and nothing against, nothing against that, obviously, but like, it's, I don't know, it's just fascinating to think that like, when you look at it from a perspective where I'm taking advantage of just human's nature of yeah. being addictive to further grow my own business, it's, <coughs> it's interesting. So <laughs> it's interesting. Why, why not do something about it though, right? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. like lately what we've been getting into is uh, motivational speaking and We've been seeing, like, you know, going to a lot of different, um, you know, conferences, Grant Cardone, uh, Simon Sinek, yeah. uh, Ty Lopez. And um, the idea is that if you can take a business and you can um, inject it, if you will, into social media using Facebook ads, but that business is designed to get people out of their own way, what if you could reach 100,000 people tomorrow, they all sign up for your seminar, and the first 20 minutes or first hour of your seminar is wake the fuck up and get off your fucking computer and do yeah. something. Now, that, that's where it has to transition, right? Because yeah. you need people to somehow step away from their computer, mm. but the only way to do it is through the computer, the computer. itself. You know what's funny, so. though? I think I'll, oh, with, shit. with all... crazy. Full circle. Yeah. yeah. With all like the the like technology stimulants and stuff, I still feel like there's a deep need with all humans that um, they're everybody's looking for that um, getting away from the computer. You know, like yeah. why do people why do people like self help books? Why do people like the motivational yeah. speakers or the life coaches or re seeing that thing on social media? Most of all, there's so many viral videos that just fucking you know bounce through fucking Facebook about getting up and doing things and being like one with the world, but. I wonder, like, that is another, like, addiction where I think, or a natural, a uh, natural thirst for humans that we always look to, like, What's that? like, that, the, like, experiencing the world as it is, like, instead of, like, going through all these, like, 
these small short-term satisfactions, all these stimulants that get flooded into your body that just release a little bit of dopamine. But I think everybody deep down is always searching for that long-term gratification. Right. You know, so like you have like this built-up um, thing throughout your day-to-day where you're you're getting satisfied constantly. But then when you see that video on Facebook that's saying get the fuck off your computer and go outside, then you like really think it's like, holy shit, that's what my body really needs. Yeah. You know? And that's crazy to think because it's like, I think humans will always want that. So maybe with, you know, the further stimulations and like our, our, um, our like integration with technology, maybe there will be a moment where we're like, we need to back the fuck up and integrate with each other. You know, that's the beauty of the, the, having the podcast. Like, yeah. you know, you say you talk to your little brother and you try to have a conversation with them face to face and it's a little weird. Even when we first started doing this podcast, like it was awkward and kind of hard for us because not every day where I sit in front of you and I'm just listening to you and we just talk, you know, that doesn't fucking happen unless yeah. I do this on the podcast. It usually right. doesn't fucking yeah. happen where I'm not fucking with my phone or doing anything like that. And we've had guests before that you could tell it just fucked with their head like yeah. them. Like they just couldn't really hold a conversation as good because they're just not used to sitting down and being like, all right, which is bizarre because, yeah. because this used to be the only way yeah. to yeah. communicate yeah. with people. The yeah. only way. Yeah. Dude, I agree with that. Uh, the greatest blessing in my life. And at first, it was uh, it sucked, but my radio went out in my car. Yeah. And now, whenever someone's in my car, like I just went to Sedona, I literally had to sit with someone for four hours, and we just had to make conversation. Yeah. Because I didn't have a radio. Yeah. So like, anytime someone rides with me, you know, we're forced to talk, and it's great. What's I love cool, it now. What's cool about that too, though, is uh, like I'm actually recently in kind of a relationship thing too, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, 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 dude, she's she's pretty she's pretty incredible actually. So, um, and I don't say that about a lot of girls. Uh, so we end up driving. I mean, you know, countrywide for for work for what I do. So I mean, I'm constantly traveling. We're always on the road. And uh, I mean, we did 15, 18 hours one way Damn. to Texas. I mean, we did same thing. It was like 16, 17 hours to Oregon. But I mean, there were a couple different stops. Yeah. And uh, 95% of the time, we don't have music on. Yeah. And um, when you actually enjoy talking to somebody that much, 15 hours is like four hours. Yeah. And then four hours is like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. It's it's really that short. Like I blink and I'm in San Diego mm-hmm. and it's the coolest feeling. It's also traveling a lot. You get used yeah. to it. But you really get to know someone like that. Like when I travel with my boss and we drive together, I don't play music because they're, usually, they're yeah. older than me. So they don't like the same music. So we just talk and that's how I've gotten to know my, my bosses. But this is the same thing with like this podcast. Like us doing this, I'm getting to know you a lot faster than I guess you yeah. know, if like we I don't know then, fa- shit, I agree. then, then Facebook creeping and being yeah. like oh yeah, <laughs> this guy does this this and that <laughs> yeah yeah no it's cool well and that's what I kind of like I'm gonna go into relationships oh, but like no. a little bit cause you know you said that girl's fascinating but I imagine like, you definitely know that because you've been able to you know sit and talk with her for 16 hours at a time and you know like that's yeah. something I like yeah, the time the time you, you've, you've it seems like what you've done, which is really important, is you laid a foundation down through actual like human interaction and not like subtle uh, things that don't really matter. Sure. Yeah. You know? Well, you think like oh, people jump into relationships real fast, you know? Uh-huh. Like you, you get a Tinder match, you start talking a little bit through text message, she comes over one night, you guys fucking have sex, and then all of a sudden you're dating, right? This but is- you not, you never actually sat in front of the person and talked with them. For longer than a fucking hour until you're yeah, like dude. cuddling in bed, but yeah. like, and you're like skipping all those stages where to get to know each other. Dude, dude it's a stud. It only takes you an hour, bro. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's the extreme of the one night stand, right? Yeah, it goes yeah. back into it where it's like you know, again, Netflix, boom, you got whatever you want. Like Tinder, boom, I'm getting yeah. laid. Like it's just it's all instant, no it's matter what. Weird, dude. And, Crazy uh, world, man. Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. wish I knew what it was like. To be like my age in the '90s or the '80s or any of those times. I mean, you know. Well, that's I'll, what we were talking about last night. I think we should ask him. Do you think? <laughs> you gotta ask him. You gotta ask him. Do you think? Well, I want to word this right way. Do you think that sex, it was more, uh, 
was going on more back in the the 80s and 90s than it is now? This is a really good question. So I asked my parents about this too at one point. This is a great question, seriously. And uh, they would say the same thing, right? So their generation, they'd be like, oh, you know, mom and dad, they didn't fuck like we did now. You know, like we're like, we're weirdos. Like, yeah, you know, this is that. <laughs> okay, mom. Yeah, like, all right, cool. That's good story. So then uh, <laughs> you start talking to them about it. And, um, you know, as they get older, they confront their parents about it. And they're yeah. like, so like, you know, what was it like growing up? And I mean, obviously, you know, um, what is it? Uh, like premarital and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like a much bigger deal. But they were like, yeah, like, you know, like, fuck, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> it's so bad. They were like, yeah, like we fucked all the time. Like it didn't matter if you were married or not. Like you just didn't let anybody know. It's like the same principle as people that like do drugs today and don't do drugs. Like there's a very finite group that actually doesn't participate in some type of drug activity. But yeah. those people that don't are just have like a different understanding or a different, you know, like moral standpoint, which yeah. I wouldn't agree with because mor- morality shouldn't come in a drug play anyway. But they're, they're, they're core values, right? Mm-hmm. So same principles. If you were participating in sex premaritally, you know, it was kind of like you were, it was just like normal. You know, a lot yeah. of people did it, but just nobody talked about it. It was right. hush hush. It, was, it, was, so, it, was, it, was, it wasn't posted all over fucking Facebook. Right. Yeah. Right. So now that it's just so widely publicized, we're like, wow, this generation is fucked. Like, we're just all a bunch of perverts, but yeah. we're really not. It's always been like that, but it's just everything is so publicized. It's the same thing with the news. Well, do you think, like, because we, we brought up, uh, like, pornography oh, or the access to porn? You're like, I feel like that would affect a lot of people's things is like if I've never seen porn before I feel like my view on sex would be a little bit different I think it affects know? the uh, the the curiosity right so yeah. like when you um, you know like like competition is the reason why we thrive right like yeah. I do something I jump 10 feet on high bar you you're like oh I'm gonna beat him so I'm gonna yeah. jump 11 feet and 12 feet and 13 and it only goes on and on what's your beta male <laughs> little bitch no, so you, you figure out how to beat that person so I mean it's the same principle when it comes to pornography right like you see like you know missionary and then like some guys like yo dude we should bend her over and then like fucking film her from the front the guy's like that's badass let's try that and then some guys like that was dope like let's hang her from a fucking ceiling light you know 30 episodes later and and, like and like here we are now we have all these crazy fetishes and like just crazy shit but hey man like some people are into random stuff i mean i know i get pretty deep into the whole you know porn side every once in a while man i'm on some shit i'm like dude how the fuck did i get the peppers like kids nowadays i can't fucking imagine what it's like yeah. I, mean, oh, was, yeah. I had to wait to a specific hour every single week to see a pair of tits on my tv when like, i was a kid oh but now now it's like if you have one of these you got anything that you want yeah right? dude like when I, luckily oh i mean i'm 24 so i came in like the porn started coming on the phones like right in high school but i would say like if it was in middle school and I had a fucking oh, smartphone done, with done, internet, done. dude, that would have fucking changed everything. So <laughs> here's, here's the thing, though. Do you think my so, life would not be the same? <laughs> well, so here's here here was here was the point or the argument, if you will. Sure. Oh um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is no, no. Is that um, right now? I'm getting some water. I'm getting some water. Right now, yeah. because we have access to porn, does it make it so that? Um, because we have access to porn, we can get that instant gratification. You can just go rub one out or whatever the case may be. Makes you less um, less connected to actually go out and perform in the activity. That's a really good question. And the only reason why I say that is because um, f- for me, gratification through sex is more than just a dopamine release, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, and this is probably as I get older too, when I was younger, think about it as, as a young male, why you had sex with like frequent partners right as a young male it's somehow conquering and that goes back to instinctual right like the idea is like as a male you're supposed to spread your seed and it really is so for me now um sex is you know like if it's impulsive and i need to like release like yeah like i'm gonna go beat off you know what i mean it's like you're fucking like you have a long day ahead of you whatever it is like fuck you i just need something to like clear my head right now right and that's fine but that's if that's what i'm looking for if i'm looking for companionship if i'm looking for 
um, like like a physical activity. Like sex is fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like jerking off, not so much. Like yeah. jerking off's not fun. You're just like, okay, it feels good. Let's fucking like yeah, get it's like it. taking a shit. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's <laughs> like like you like you get it. It's a good release. Okay, cool, done. But uh, yeah, so sex, good release. Dude. Um, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start saying that now because you tried to say yeah. bust yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah, good. Now I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm going to start. Release. I gotta have a good release. So um. I'd say that uh, I'd say no yeah, I'd I really saw that fucking face last night oh <laughs> my god dude. Yes, I, I, was I was like yeah I really saw her face you know it's the new it's the new thing I'm gonna say it's awful <laughs> it's awful dude, it's awful um, so no I don't think that sex would um, like be you know kind of taken over by that because it doesn't have the same appeal right. you know it's yeah. not just that little baby release or the yeah. dopamine release it's more about everything that it comes yeah. with well i know we read a people read a, always been fucking man that's what i think that's that's true. True. i've been yeah. i read an article that was pretty interesting though because when we were talking about it i looked into it a little bit and they said that millennials actually are having less sex because of the wide amount of variety that we have since there's so many choices like you can get on tinder and be like nope 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 yes yes no no nope that you're people are way more picky yeah and we were thinking about it we were talking like in high school like i grew up i had like 100 kids in my graduating class you know and i thought the hot girls were like hot yeah. as fuck i was like yeah. damn those girls are good and, and then, then i moved now yeah i yeah. moved i'm in the city and i like you know i see girls all over the internet and stuff and on facebook and there's i you know i'm picky as hell now i look back and i'm like damn those girls weren't that hot they weren't that attractive so i'm yeah. like okay that's a pretty good point maybe millennials don't have as much sex because we are i'm i'm picky as hell i'm not gonna lie yeah, I'm super picky. Yeah, I definitely get pretty picky too. But um, I think that's it's it's an age thing too, right? As you get older, um, I mean, dude, I would say that the girl I'm with right now is downright gorgeous. Like, but that's yeah. how I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure people would say the same thing, but for me, it's more than that. It's like it's the connection that you have with that person. Yeah. Um, it's how you feel like when you're around them. I mean, it's not just some 21 year old relationship where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bored, so I want to be in something. Like, this is something where I'm like, damn, this is kind of real that's for cool. me. Wait, so, how old are you? 25. 25. Yeah, I'm 25 next month, man. Oh, dude, it's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. I'm scared, dude. It's rough, dude. <laughs> when did you turn 25? May 12th. Oh, how's it been, man? <laughs> dude, I don't think... I, I, don't think the, I don't think the... I don't... You, the misconception of age, man, is fucked up. It is. Of course dude, it is. Dude, of course because, it is. look, dude, being 25, like, there's people that are 100, like... You you take somebody that's 100 years old. You've lived a quarter of their life. You live 25 percent of their life, and of that 25 percent, you've been on your own for how many years? Yeah, four or five. I agree. So it's like (laughs) we're actually at the very, very beginning. You know, everything else is really just foundation, and we're still in the foundation state to a certain thing. But I think we start to panic because of fucking everybody's like everything has to be like you said before, patience. Everybody's like. I'm 25. I have to fucking yeah. own fucking a giant the ass world. company. You know the what I'm world. saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to conquer the world by yeah. 25. Or Pretty I'm much. unsuccessful. Yeah, and that, but that's competition. That's fueled good, by it's nature. Good, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, you know what if else? You I use it the right way. If exactly, exactly, right. Yeah. As a motivator, as opposed to a um, like, it needs to empower you, not enable yeah. you. So you need to feel like every day when you wake up, you're like, yeah, let's like let's get into this. Not like, life. wow, I'm not gonna get shit because I have to conquer the world by now, yeah. and there's no way I'm gonna be able to do it. It's overwhelming if you look at it incorrectly. Damn. You know what else I like to think about when I think about age is that, like, say you're a guy, like, obviously, I've been there, but I know some guys that sleep 12 hours every day. Oh, I was one know? of those. So, yeah, same. Yeah, uh, but like, it. And then you got guys that sleep six hours, you know? That's a six-hour difference. And, you know, if you, on average, you get only six hours, and if another guy, on average, he gets 12 hours, and they're both 25 years old, like, how many days did the guy... Or how you know experience more than the guy that slept twelve hours. Sure, you know. So like, yeah. if age is like obviously how long you've been alive, but like how how long has your brain been conscious while you've been alive? You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's wow. Yeah, I never so thought like, of that. So then, if you might be twenty five years old, but you might have experienced more memories of someone who's twenty seven years old. You know, you might have had two years worth of memories over them if you've slept less. Than on average, yeah, no, that, that makes I mean? sense. And put that in a play too for people who you could call go getters versus couch potatoes, right? Yeah. So the the person who sits and watches like endless TV of repeat shows, yeah. you know, they're not growing as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, the person who stays home for their entire life and never you know moves or gets out and sees the world, whatever it is, yeah. their their mind is very like underdeveloped. Yeah. But every single time I've done something that has challenged me significantly, moving across the country, um, you know, changing jobs, like graduating college 
much, whatever it is, you know, you always grow Mm -hmm. significantly. And that person who's a couch potato, you know, might have lived 10 years less than the person who's a go-getter and does every every second of every day is doing Mm -hmm. something that they love. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about it like that. And then, well, it's like, no doubt your brain's a muscle. So the more you fucking like use that shit, it's all that, you know, age, what the fuck is age? It's besides like, honestly, no, man, that's that's what it comes down to. Like age, it really ties into your conscious mind. Like you said, sure. I, I had a, I, I call him my sensei. When I used to sell roofs, he was, he trained me up on everything. Um, and he, he was 60 years in his sixties. And he's like, he's like, he's like, Patrick, he's like, I'm not smarter than you. He's like, I just got more experience. I've right. just been around longer. That's right. all it is. You know, he's like, and some people I know I've met him that are older, are like, Oh, I'm fucking smarter than you. I've been around. And, and Garrett granted that definitely there's some cases, but, uh, you also met a lot of dumb motherfucking old right, people. Right, right. But yeah, you got you got some. Yeah, well, that's I think are the ones that are actually the ones that kind of look down on somebody else that's younger are the ones that lack knowledge and they're like, "You're younger than me, so you're dumber than me." Like out of like ignorance, kind of. It, that's that's tough too, though, right? So like you know, going through high school, like I had constant teachers who would always look down on you and be like, "This is." why you have to do this and you know because i said so yeah and it that doesn't come from an intellectual standpoint that comes from a like almost a diminishing you know um, elderly like yeah yeah, exactly so like when people are like you do this because i say so it's like why you know what i mean like like what what proof what validity do you have behind your statement that says that this is going to benefit me you Mm. or you know the team or whatever it is so uh yeah that that's a tough one it's a tough to deal with when people are like that and i'm no parent but i'm guessing and this would be my goal but like when my kid asks me fucking why i'm telling just i'm gonna give him a fucking reason yeah you gotta have a reason yeah why and and well that ties into the experience thing too that's so important is that whenever question he comes at you with you like to think that you've had to answer that question for yourself already in yeah. life. And that ties into the whole, you know, experience versus age thing. Yeah, like yeah. what's the point in me giving them this lesson? Why am I telling this them yeah. in the first place? They say why, and you go, because I said so. You go, wait, maybe my parents just told me that, but yeah. I really don't even know why yeah. I'm doing it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a good kind of, you know, checker. Yeah, that's, that's a huge thing. That's a huge flag. I think that even myself I should pay attention to. Well, I catch myself, do it, catch myself doing something, and maybe I'm like, and then I have to question why and I can't answer that, then maybe I should really step back from, you know, yeah. whatever situation I'm in and reevaluate it. And I think that's I a problem, though, because I think a lot of parents, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I think there are a lot of parents that are disengaged from their kids. And then when you have that, you have these kids that just don't have any ability to critically think in a situation. That's a good where point, it's too. Like, like, okay, you have a that's problem. That's lack of interaction, man. Yeah, it was like. But, but it's huge, dude. Like, if well, you don't have the ability to critically saying. think, if, you, like, if you're just telling your kid growing up, do this, don't ask why, do it because I told you so. What are they going to turn out like? Well, they're going to do the same exact thing. <laughs> right. So when they have their critical, like what you're just saying, the critical thinking is going to come into play. Uh, and you tell somebody like that's not good for like a workforce. That's an awful like the, like man like yep. I know man- some managers do it because and I get it because you're in charge. But if you exp- if you tell somebody to do something shitty, but you explain to them why they're doing it. It's going to make a lot more sense than them just fucking hating their life. And depends on the workforce that you're trying to train, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a workforce, a more progressive one. Let's say Google, for example. You know, they want all of their employees to be hyper critical thinkers. Like all of their questions. Take the initiative that way. Yeah. And you need to, right? Mm -hmm. And you need people who are going to thrive in that environment and who are going to excel. But then you have other companies, traditional companies, where they want drones. They Mm -hmm. want people who don't ask questions. People who are like, this is what you do and you do it because of this. And people go, yes. Okay. Yes, boss. Sure. And like they just go to work and they put their head down, right, and yeah. that's more of a, you know, manipulative kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, think about us, dude. We went in the Marines for four years, so it's like that's yeah. that's that's what we dealt with. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Um, I can't imagine. But but you know, it's the but, goal, but, the, but now looking back on it from the outside looking in, do you think it helped your thinking? Well, there's definitely good things to come from from work ethic and like obedience and right, discipline. The obedience and it, it helped a lot, but then you definitely do get the drone mentality where it's like because right. once you get it, yeah, the, the once you, you, get you out, don't take yeah. initiative because you're like you especially see in like the first two years like the the boots like you like give them a problem they look at you like fucking a deer in the headlights like what the fuck you're like yeah. think use your fucking brain I'm telling you something what how do you fix it and they're like, uh, 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 especially because your first what? six months you just do this do this do this wipe right. your ass you know, and, and that happens right. again when you it transition takes a while. To, when you transition to get out too oh yeah now I think about it it's like okay you've been doing that this is this you know telling starting off getting told what to do all the time to ending your four years typically telling people what to do all sure. the time and then you get out and you're like all right um 
Now what the fuck do I do? Because yeah. I can't talk to people the same way. So that, as a you know, from a managerial position or from the company that I'm running right now, um, you know, the hardest part is finding somebody that can do your job. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I would say that yeah. the reason why there's multiple reasons, but some of the bigger ones are one, because you don't trust that somebody's going to do it the same way that you would or yeah. put the same time and energy that you would. But the other is your fault. Right. Uh-huh. It's my fault as an employer or as a boss or as a mentor or a lead, whatever you want to call it, for not preparing the people to yeah. take over my position properly. And what I mean by that is if I come in every single day and I tell you to do something every single day verbatim make this, do this, do this. You don't have to think for yourself. You're always looking for some type of directive Uh Mm -hmm. to get something done, right? But if I come in and you immediately come up to me, right? How do we change that? So you immediately run up to me and you say, hey, Chris, what do we do about this? And my common response is, do this. Your automatic response is to always come back to me and ask me what to do. But if I change that and I say, what do you think we should do? Yeah, How do you think we should handle that? Game. Ask right. the right question. Exactly. Yeah. It empowers them to take initiative to do it themselves. Yeah. And it also gives them some type of validation or credibility for them to feel that they can make that decision on their own and that they are smart enough to do it and they don't need a, a boss or a yeah. manager, whoever it is. And in the long run, it ends up maybe costing you a little bit of money here and there because they make mistakes, yeah. right? They, they, You start telling them to take initiative on their own. You start asking the right questions. And at the end of the day, they might cost you four or five, 600 bucks here and there. But, but I, in the I, long, long run, run yeah. what am I doing? I'm not there anymore, right? They're mm-hmm. running it themselves. And now we have a successful, thriving company that runs itself. Yeah. So if you want to be a boss and you want to micromanage and you want to cap out, at a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a year, sure, keep doing that. Yeah. But if you want an empire, if you want something that is gonna basically yeah. run on its own, um, there's a little bit of work. There's a little bit of like step by step. You gotta yeah. kind of coach them through it. But um, that's how you make it to the million. You know, yeah. that's how you get to the billion. And I can't tell you for sure because I'm not there. Um, but uh, I know how you don't do it. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's one, breaking one, that chain. One uh, saying that kind of like changed my whole outlook on like leadership. Was like when I when I when I became a team leader in the Marine Corps, I was a fucking asshole, and I would get on. I, would, I couldn't see that dude. I was not a chance. I was like a little fucking pit bull. But then I remember one who fucking told me. One, I think it was one of my first sergeants. I remember he said it. He's like, he's like, listen, there's two types of leadership. You got leadership through intimidation. You got leadership through inspiration. Yeah. And ever since that fucking day, it changed like my whole outlook on everything. So like, I was still like pretty strict on my guys, but it was like everything that there were strict like I was punishments for there was a reason and then anything I asked them to do I tried to make sure that it wasn't because they feared my punishment it was that Fear they wanted to do it and I think yeah. when you do you ask the questions like you said like what do you think about this situation and you empower someone I know from like me personally when my boss asked me that I enjoy work yeah. more that way if I feel in which trying to have a successful thriving company you definitely want people to love work because just from myself if i hate my job that day i'm not going to do very very productive yeah. you know and you got having your fucking indians to fucking love their jobs it's almost like kind of when you do that when you allow somebody to think for themselves you take it like you said you take some out of that that mindset but it's going to and i guess it gets me through my sales job because i kind of go to different stores and get and do it my own way and uh and those days i like it more but if i'm stuck inside the warehouse and i'm kind of like I don't like being told what to do or having somebody breathe down my neck. So sure. I try and think for myself, like, okay, if I was in their position, this is this is what I would do. Or or do something so people don't stay. It's almost like I'm pretty good at staying under the radar. Um, but I have a hard time knowing that I am doing something because somebody else wants me to do it sure. versus doing it for myself. Yeah, you know, like when I go out to a store and I, I push our product and I get that store, I get that account. It's like that was me. Like nobody told me to go here. Nobody told me what to say. I went in there as Pat and I I made it happen. You know, that's like the satisfaction that I get. And that's kind of you know I do only do that like twice a week. Yeah. And that shit actually really keeps me going because for a while I was like I was hating life. You know, 
but even just getting that little bit of outlet really made a big difference, yeah. you know. And that's that entrepreneurial side too, right? Yeah. Everything that you're talking about right now is you're saying, you know, when I have help or somebody executing over my shoulder what I'm doing and a sale comes through, I don't feel like it was my sale. I don't yeah. feel like I did anything. I don't feel empowered. But when you feel like you went out, you vetted them, you did the information, you sat with them, and then you closed them, you did that. That was yeah. your sale. That's the entrepreneurial spirit, and that's right? That's a real gratification. Yeah, that's, that's real. real. Yeah. And entrepreneurs have that because instead of making somebody else's dream come true, being a cog in a company, yeah. they are making their own dream come true. They're doing mm -hmm. something that's more gratification. The company is always going to be the um, the overlook. It's yeah. always going to be over your shoulder no matter what you do. Even if you're CEO, yeah. <laughs> you, you still well, got let's, a board. Let's, like, let's, so. um, let's talk about your... Uh, not to like cut you off, but uh, no, no, go like ahead. Your, your company, man. What do you what do you got going on? I know you, you got a bunch of things in the works, and you're fucking trying to make moves, which I'm all about, man. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely. I mean, um, we don't really know what it is right now. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm gonna dive into it, but um, it's it's kind of shaping up to be multiple different things, um, yeah. and uh, it's been interesting and like really exciting. Actually, I've never been. Um, I've worked corporate jobs. I've worked, you know, um, we were talking earlier, you know, enterprise, multi-million, multi-billion dollar firms mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, did sales, data analysis, bunch of things. And um, I hated it. You know, I really yeah. did. I love the sales aspect, don't we all? That's why we're yeah. here. Uh -huh. But um, this is the first time in my life that I'm doing something for me and something that I wake up every single day that I'm like, holy shit, like, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And that is, that's the key. I think that's the key to all of it. And they tell us that and we listen to it and it is what it is. But um, for me, I always followed the idea of what success was. And now I chase a feeling of mm -hmm. what it means to me. Yeah. And every single time I get that feeling, I continue to move forward. So diving into it, um, we actually work. So we are a concessionaire yeah. at, um, you know, big raves. So uh, like any listeners or, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of you guys who know what this is. Um, you yeah, know, you, it's like deja vu. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That was fucking wild. Sorry, okay. man. Um, what? So uh, you have um, you have Kaboo, you have Coachella, you have Boo recently in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, we have Gold Rush coming up right now. Uh, we also focus on, I mean, pretty much anything. We do uh, Nellis Air Show, which is going to be in um, in Vegas. Yeah. So we have that coming up right now, which you guys probably know about too. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be pretty dope. It's going to be my yeah. first year there, so yeah. we're excited. And uh, we are a concessionaire, so we do food and beverage, and um, we work these events. So for me, and Jay knows this too, I mean, we kind of met, this is actually a really good story too, I'll dive in yeah. if you remind me later, but we met going to a rave or at the gym or yeah. whatever, we're like, yeah, whatever, let's went just go. Crush. Yeah, 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 we went to Crush, that's right. And um, it's not my scene. It's really not. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I grew up listening to death metal, and all my boys were yeah. you know, touring, and I mean, I still listen to it to this day. And um, the rave scene has kind of grown on me a little yeah. bit more man, and more. That's two complete death metal and rave scene. Yeah, it's, dude, it's, 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 it's a little rough, man. I mean, even to the point where the people that I hang out with now, they're like, they, they just can't. They can't even like fathom it coming on. And yeah. I like, I don't do it to them just yeah. because it like it would shatter their brain. Like they yeah. just they, like can't do yeah. it. So um, anyway, um, so it has grown on me. The rave scene has definitely grown on me. We have. Um, um, depending on the festival we go to, we staff anywhere between 10 and the most we've done is about 55 to 60 people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we run multiple booths at every single festival or majority of them. Um, we sell, you know, pizza, chicken and waffles. Um, we actually just came out with a new menu. We're doing like an apple cider lemonade yeah. with, uh, you know, it's actually, it's a, it's a bubble waffle. It's shaped like a cone. And then we put the chicken tenders right inside it. And, like, it's all like, it's, it's pretty badass. I'll show we you guys. We were talking about waffles earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hook you guys out. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> but, um, so it's it's been interesting. It's been fun. We recently just partnered with Relentless Beats. They're mm -hmm. asking us to sponsor uh, Gold Rush. So if you guys are there, come look for this spot. We'll be there. We'll take care of you guys. Say you listen to the podcast, all that good stuff. Maybe nice. you know, hook you guys up or something for being listeners. <laughs> uh, but um, it's um, like I said, it's been really interesting. I I think for the first time for me, watching a DJ, you know, watching somebody on stage, you know, have thousands of people in an audience and just like complete bliss and euphoria and then being that one person who can do that like if you give a speech in front of 15 people and they clap you get a high yeah, you're stoned sure. like it's like the best feeling in the world right imagine yeah. hundreds of thousands of people that you play for a year just ecstatic like uh -huh. to see you and like following you and it just it's it's so addicting to watch yeah. that it almost transitioned me into 
I want to do that somehow. And for me, yeah. that's how I've been transitioning into motivational speaking and mm-hmm. different things. But, um, uh, it's it's addicting mm-hmm. and the rave scene is cool and um it's i mean i'm really happy to be a part yeah. of it right Didn't now you, i remember you were texting me uh you said you guys were trying to like do like pop-up raves yeah so i mean that's a new thing right and there's yeah. There's a ton of things going on right now. Um, we actually have thousand uh, dollar Thursday, which is going on right now too. And one Thursday out of every month, we give away a thousand dollars. And you can actually, if you um, if you follow us on Instagram, it's uh, find the spots plural. Mm-hmm. Um, we can actually put it up in the video t- later yeah, too. You guys can participate in this, and what we'll do is we'll throw up little clues throughout the week. And if you do come to a rave, whatever it is, usually we give it away at the rave itself. You'll yeah. get a thousand dollars cash, and you can bounce around the rave. And you just—it's like a treasure hunt. That's yeah. all it is. And we give away a thousand dollars, and people love it. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, that's um, cool. So what you were saying was uh, well, the pop-up rave. The pop-up yeah. so, rave. So what, so what is that exactly? So the pop-up rave is it goes hand in hand with the thousand dollar Thursday. That's why mm-hmm. I went into it. Um, is uh, we we met a company recently, and um, I'm not going to say it just well, you know for their own yeah, no, safety, but um, we met this company and they have a warehouse where they have a you know a tractor trailer and it's a it's a full blown stage that unfolds out of a tractor trailer. Oh shit. And man. I mean it's like oh, I mean like our setup. You know, you drive it there and the whole thing just it's just done. right there. Oh yeah, it's, it's like incredible. A transformer. Yeah, so we uh the new thing here like what we're trying to do is we're really trying to get into our own music festivals. We're trying to really kind of start that up. Um if That'd be uh, cool as fuck. Yeah, if, man. If you guys know who Pasquale is, which a lot of you guys are going to know who he is. He's he's somebody who started or the guy who started Insomniac. So the guy who puts mm-hmm. on EDC and all those big ones and he was an underground DJ. He was looking, he was trying to get gigs, whatever, nobody would hire him. So instead he was like, yo, like, fuck this. I'm just going to make my own rave. So mm-hmm. he started doing underground raves. He got really popular. Sure enough, he wrote his own ticket. Now he's like the number one guy because he employs ha- like every single DJ out there now yeah, because no he shit. puts on the biggest shows in the world. Yeah. So yeah. it just goes to show you, man, like if you want something bad enough, like, you know, don't follow the grind. Don't yeah. follow the same thing. You know, write your own ticket. Make your own and uh, for us, we're really trying to do our own shows. We're trying to kind of branch out into that. And um, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. you got some definitely some good ideas going on. Oh yeah, I like your. Uh, you're we're ma- on time. I know we're, 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 we're closing. Oh, uh, we're hitting time. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Yeah, I, well, I know it's, that was a good little rant you went on at the end though, because I think anybody that's listening definitely can take. Uh, you're motivating me with like because I get sometimes sucked into my own work and like doing a podcast on Sunday this week and everything but you kind of like I don't know freed the spirit a little bit with uh, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta be reminded of the entrepreneurship so good I appreciate that yeah Yeah. absolutely and uh, you know if you guys wanna I mean if we ever wanna retake or do another one or whatever I mean so so we do like a little like we started this a couple episodes ago but at the very end we do a thing that's like you know the point of the podcast is highlighting the many different perspectives of life okay and everybody's saying so like we like the last five minutes we can just it's you and you can say whatever the fuck you want your perspective uh-huh. um it's like three yeah. or five minutes something like that whatever you want to say like yeah, what just, we always say is if you were talking to the world what would you say yeah you know? if you want to get one thing to and once this shit goes viral what do you want everybody to know dude i mean honestly just fucking be happy man you know Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day i I woke up every single day and i was doing shit that i thought was the right thing to do because my parents told me it was good or my my aunts and uncles told me i was going to be this phenomenal person and i didn't define that to myself i didn't define it to them so i was always chasing an impossible dream right Mm -hmm. and now i wake up every day for me everything that i do um, is what I want to do that day, what I really feel is going to empower me and make me grow as a person. And I was always chasing money. And they always tell you, like, do what you love to do and the money will follow. But it doesn't really sink in. And now for the first time in my life for the last year, um, I haven't been chasing the money and I have an abundance of it. And it's been like one of the most rewarding experiences that I could ever say. So mm-hmm. if I could say anything to anybody, if, if you want to leave your job and you hate doing what you're doing, just do it. Make the transition. Yeah. Figure out what it is that that's next step. Don't wake up the next day and just go back into the same grind. Like you get one fucking life. I'm 25. This is going to be the only year I can be 25. Next year is the only year I'm going to be 26. We talked about age and mm-hmm. it not being a defining factor. But if you really want to define it as something is that we get one time to be this person. Yeah. And I'm not going to wake up on my deathbed at 70 and say, fuck, I wish I lived my life differently. Mm-hmm. You go right. to a funeral home or you go to a... Um, you know, old people home, whatever you want to call it, and the only thing you'll find there is regret, yeah. and that's like the one thing I don't want. And on my deathbed, I will be 
I will be happy. Yeah. I'll, I'll look back and say that I enjoyed it. Dude, that was good, dude. That was good, man. That fucking inspired me. It really did. Good. Uh, and uh, I think you. I, That's personal. I think you got like, a fucking good fucking path going for you. And you sound you sound like you got. You're happy. You got your head on your shoulders. You sound like a pretty competent guy. And with that, I think you're gonna do good things. Yeah, yeah man. I can't complain. I appreciate that, guys. Seriously. I'm not very popular, but I've talked to a lot of guys, you know, and I would say you're you're up there with like the fucking motivational levels and yeah. trying to get your shit done. Cool. Which I think there's a, a lack of so hunger. A, breed. a lot of people, people a lot of people can benefit from your energy, man. Yeah. You know? So no, just I keep keep that. keep spreading that. Keep spreading it, yeah. I think I I benefited from that yeah. just now, dude. Made yeah. me feel feel guilty about some of the fucking things I've been doing and slacking on. That's fucking worse. No, <laughs> no, it's not bad. But dude, like that's it's it's cool to get into that sometimes, yeah. right? Because now you can like reset and recenter. And I mean, yeah. like, I had to get into this mode where every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, like I have to like make my bed and then like, you know, like think of the things that I'm grateful for today and then think of the things that I want to do. What are the things that are gonna make me money today? Like I have to like organize my yeah. life and it's a chore at first but after oh, sure, a couple yeah. months it's like it's a joke yeah. and then you're just fucking you're just on that path and you're killing it and you wondered how you were ever in a different place yeah so that's cool, man. just start it that's all i can say is just start that's cool well that's good man um if you want to throw your social media sh- shit out there real quick or yeah how do we do that do we uh, throw it on there or, or well, well you can well, say well, it well, and then well, I'll, yeah. I'll type it in all right there. so yeah it's just going to be um find the spots so plural s-p-o-t-s and um, yeah, I mean, you guys can look us up. Um, look for our thousand dollar Thursdays. We're going to be doing that once a month. And um, you know, if there's any DJs out there, we're looking to do a um, like a mobile bus where we're going to do a party bus and we're going to transport like most of our team and mm-hmm. most of our staff to each event. And we're going to throw parties and basically really have a good time with it. So we're looking to do before and after parties for raves and a bunch of other shit. So I mean, if you guys have any ideas or you want to be a part of it, you know, feel free to uh, reach out to these guys. I'll give them my information as well, yeah. and uh, we'll get into it. Cool. All right. Let's wrap that up, dude. Episode 28. Thank you, man. Nice, guys. Kill that shit. It should say stop streaming or something like that on the...